Right, Nick, we are at the start of the festival season. So anyone's listening, this is later on, this, later on in the year, this is May. This is the start of May 2023. Good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, very good point. So yeah, May 2023. So, well, we're not, we're April. We're technically well, April, yeah, yeah well. end of April. But um, that is the start of the festival season for us, um, which tends to consume... Um, less this year actually so I think we're only doing maybe 15 16 festivals I mean we have the most we've ever attended in a year I think was 24 which was quite a wow. lot I know it's a lot go- it's hard going because you're travelling all over the place yeah but then I think what we've found over the years is that we've moved away from not intentionally moved away from from, from chili festivals but we've moved into doing more food festivals We've even ended up doing some some music festivals as well. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah, we go back to when we first... Because we got into festivals from actually being competitive eaters, didn't we? Once upon a time. Yeah. So, and then it kind of spiralled from there. And that goes back to the days of a fantastic festival called Grill Stop. And that's when we entered the chili contest there. And then they asked whether we wanted to run it the next year. So we said, yeah. And it kind of just ballooned from there, really, didn't it? So... It was, yeah, and then, yeah, our peak, we were doing about 24. And to be honest, when we were doing around about 24 festivals in a year, they were mainly chili festivals at that yes, point in time. Yeah, they were. the old food festival. And now it's it's completely inverted, isn't it? And we're doing, it's probably out of the, what, 15, 16 we've got on this year. How many chili festivals have we actually got? I One, think we've got two. We've got um, East North. Yeah. Which obviously we, we spoke about with Sarah in a previous episode. Yeah. And uh, is it... Um, Eindhoven oh three then so Eindhoven and then is it uh, Waddleston oh Waddleston Chili Festival yeah Yeah, so that's a new one for us well at least a new one for us as um, people that are running an event there as you know have been there previously but not not to actually attend so yeah looking forward to that actually it's a lovely setting Waddleston as well it's a beautiful beautiful place so yeah it's 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 funny the festival season because I don't know about you I always find that like now when we're at the start, I'm always looking forward to it. I want to get out. I want to travel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I love seeing the people and all that. And then come the end of our season, which is loosely sort of October time, about six months on, I'm done. <laughs> and I want to hibernate a little bit and just... <laughs> but I, but I, I also find that sometimes when you do, do the actual events, like all the build-up to the event, it's like, yeah, absolutely buzzing to do it. And then you get to like the last day and you get home and you just sit there and go... Thanks. That's over. That's over. It's yeah. like it's like almost like you. It's that high. It's like having that amazing buzz from being at the festival, and then it hits the low when you're like back home and you're relaxing again. Yeah, yeah. Post show blues. Yeah. <laughs> Post show blues. And I know it's been a couple over the years where it's taken like two or three days to get over it. Cause it's just been. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And also, I mean, uh, alcohol consumption probably doesn't help with Very matter true. too much, but uh, <laughs> that's a separate, separate thing, isn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. So, of the ones that we've got on this year, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, I'm looking forward to East Nor, yeah. uh, which this podcast will actually come out whilst we're out there, because it's our very first one of the year, and it's almost that weird um, festival where, every, even though a lot of the chili traders have been trading at other events, it's the first one where everyone gets to meet up and it's almost like everyone coming out of <laughs> hibernation. And, yeah, totally. And sort of getting back into like the the routine of the, of, of the festivals. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's, uh, it's like a chilly, yeah. chilly bloom, isn't it? <laughs> and then for us, there's a couple of, of music f- f- festivals we're doing mm-hmm. this year. Um, I have to say the one I'm looking forward to doing it is a brand new one for us this year, which is at Valley Fest. Yes, 
And it's local. Yeah. We didn't get to do many local ones. So, yeah, Valley Fest. I mean, well, from, from where I live, it's literally the other side of the hill. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> Is there any which you're, you're looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, similar, I think, really. Yeah, East Nor, East Nor's just lovely because um, great organisers, great setting. And, yeah, it's that, like, out of hibernation. So it's that kind of proper catch-up, having not seen people for, like, maybe six-plus months. Um, and you've got to try all the new products because it's often a festival where a lot of producers have bought out something new yeah. where they've used you know the kind of the, the sort of January to April time as their product development time and, and so forth so that's always quite a nice thing to, to do um, and also weather doesn't seem to affect that festival much uh, no. as well which I like you know because us Brits are fair weathered when it comes to, to events sometimes so um, yeah like you Valley Fest intrigues me a lot I mean Valley Fest has been going for a long time um, it's a music festival but they've diversified a bit and they're doing more like live fire cooking and, and stuff like that so yeah because we'll be doing demos there as as much as we're doing the like the chili eating contest um always look forward to Eindhoven Holland yeah it's such a great the Dutch there, chili right? fest is I, it's so hard you need to go you need to experience yeah. it to, to truly know it's got a real rock and roll feel about it I mean and the things as well we're, we're quite saturated for festivals and events here in the UK and with, with chili themes or spice themes and things like that whereas the Dutch I believe that's probably their only real major chili event, yeah. isn't it? So once a year, because, you know, we've witnessed people that have, <laughs> I mean, this is testament. So Amsterdam to Eindhoven, because we normally fly to Amsterdam and we can get yeah. the train down. That's about an hour and a half train journey. Something like that. Um, and, but yet there are people that cycle from Amsterdam down to Eindhoven yeah. for this festival, yeah. for a one-day festival. I mean, fair uh, play to I remember that. different culture, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's like me thinking about cycling to London, and, well, I just probably wouldn't. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so that, that I always look forward to. Um, it's just, it, like I say, they, they just get kind of crazy, and it, it's it's non-stop busy. And it's a festival where it it's busy before it even opens, yeah. if that makes sense. So technically they have an opening time of whatever, midday and something till 8pm. But like most store trade, if you're not set up by about half past 10, then you're going to lose sales for an hour and a half. So it's, um, it is wonderful. So really, yeah, I really look forward to, to that one. Um, I know you haven't done it, but I did it last year and I think you're going to love it is Black Deer. Yeah. So Black Deer is an Americana festival, music festival, um, with some great, great um, uh, headlining bands and stuff. But we worked on the Weber, um, what do they call it, Live Fire stage or Weber? It's, it's, it's something like that, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. So, which is a, a stage um, set away from the, the main stages. And that was wicked. And we ran the chili eating contest, but all day they've just got barbecue chefs there. So, they've got Hang Fire Kitchen like Sam and Shauna and, um, you know, like Marcus Bone and people like that. So, there's some really good like demos and they yeah. good demos as well this wasn't people just showing you how to flip a burger this is people like making bone marrow toast and stuff it's brilliant um, but the chili eating contest there was a lot of fun um, and yeah I, I think I think you're going to enjoy it and like the camping facilities and everything that whole it was a proper yeah, decent yeah. festival vibe so yeah those those are the ones I'm kind of looking forward to but I mean we've got lots of others dotted in amongst that and it's not to say that I'm not looking forward to any no, of no, no, I'm just kind of high pick, picking out a few highlights I mean, after Eastnor, I know you're not going to be there, but we've got the first of five Wingfest events. Yes. And Wingfest is is that nice little crossover, isn't it, between Chile and, and that wing yeah. culture, because of wing sources. I mean, well, you know, you've tried some of the awesome wings there, right? And and obviously, you do get... They, they only have, what, something like 12 to 15 producers? 
Uh, trailers, yeah, 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 yeah. There is on the venue a little bit, yeah, but obviously London is more. And people will queue for these wings, yeah, and it's amazing to watch. And some of them are brilliant. Like we took my stepson to the Bristol one last year. He went bonkers for it as well. Yeah, he was. He was. And we even got him to go up and ask for a particular wing. We won't say what the wing is called on the podcast. We can. But we went, mm-hmm. um, and it was just it, it. It sort of gave him that whole massive smiley face because it's like I've I've been allowed to use a, a, a swear word, which yeah. is part of the name, even though the obviously the company had it starred out. It's like you, you knew what it was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, getting back to to chili festivals, do you have a particular favourite that you've been to? Cool. And that could be over the UK or international. Dude, that's a tough one. Um, or let's let's narrow it down. Let's do. Should we do one UK and one international? Yeah, all right. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, international. Um, or even fortunate. I, I, different ones for different reasons. I think if I absolutely, if I was kind of gun to the head situation, I think it would probably be the Hot Sauce Expo in New York, um, in Manhattan, which I think was twenty fourteen. Um, something like that so yeah it was 2014 because um the one after we went to the one the year after in 2015 which they moved over to um brooklyn which was still great in every way but the one in manhattan there was something about that where it's just again proper rock and roll feel steve seabury who runs that event is he you know he's, he's a hardcore metal, yeah. metal and rock lover so and he kind of put that energy into that show um, but it was a killer in a candy store situation because there were lots of producers where I met for the first time I met people like Lucky Dog and and so on. Um, and, and you know I got stitched up royally. This is when I, I was with Ted Barris at the time and, and did the that plutonium, which brought me to my hands and knees. Um, and that was the unfortunate situation. So um, I'll tell the story actually because this is where I effectively had some extracts given to me, which you know I, I knew what it was, and, I, and and it did bring me to my hands and knees. And I thought I was going to, I basically thought I was going to be really sick with it. I knew I had to make my way to the toilet and there was only one toilet in this whole huge auditorium. And Dave, who was with me at the time, um, he he's in the queue and he's like, yeah, I, I need the loo as well. And I'm, I'm literally hanging on to the wall at this point. I'm really unwell, like my stomach's turning over. Dave being the mate that he is just basically filmed it um, and started laughing and, and whatnot, which, you know, I would have done the same, so I can't resent that. Um, and then by the time I actually got to the, the toilets, um, the urinals were, were full, um, but a cubicle came free. And I, at that point, I crawled into this cubicle and I, I was crawling through bad stuff on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not pretty. Um, but my dignity had gone at that point. I didn't care. I just needed to throw up. And I remember just leaning over this toilet, praying for a swift exit from my stomach. And then the next thing I, I hear is the cubicle next to me becomes occupied and it's Dave. And I see, and, he, and he's like, I'm really sorry about this. He drops his shorts and basically starts to, how should we put this nicely for the podcast? <laughs> Using the facility. Using the facility. Eva- evacuate, should yeah. we say. Um, and it, I, I know we'd had a fair few beers and stuff the night before. And he, 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 honestly, the, the space of the smell came. And and it hit me, and that's what made me triggered me to throw up. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so New York for many reasons. So that's my international one. Going back to answering your question, but there are other great ones which um, you know we enjoyed things like, like Finland and, and and obviously Einhorn we've mentioned and Albuquerque and, and so forth. So um, UK wise, gosh, I mean, 
it's more of a collection than than one. But I, I and they're gone now. Unfortunately, I loved the Grillstock days. Yeah. Um, Grillstock was, you know, their their ethos was meat music mayhem, and we were very much very proud to be part of that mayhem element. Um, but they that festival was superb for for every reason. Great traders, great great times. You know what I mean? Great people that, that you know that organised it and so forth. And yeah, before it changed hands, it was it was something. It, you know, it was the um, the good old days. As, as they, is it, I've heard it quite recently, isn't it? Where said it's a pity that you don't know you're in the good old days until you've left them. Yes, very true. And, and that for Grillstock is right. Um, it was just, it's, they'll always be a really happy memory for me because, and we've got so many memories tied into that. Maybe there's something we can talk about in a bit, I don't know. But um, yeah, that's, that's Yeah, because one of my favourite memories of Grillstock was actually we'd gone, they used to have a, a Friday night where they would have a, a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it for like the trade shows. Yeah, yeah, pre shows sort of thing. And I remember we had all gone, and then you, I met with you for the Saturday, and you went to me, you missed it last night, it was so good. And it's like, <laughs> I had to explain that I was actually there, and everybody people he was there, because Jay had got that drunk that he completely forgot I was there, yeah. which is quite embarrassing, because I'm not exactly the utmost unforgettable <laughs> people. Yeah, that's true. I'm so um, sorry. It's not the first time I've done that to you either. No, I know. I've literally messaged you and they say, dude, you missed out yesterday. And he's like, I was sat next to you all night. It's like, where are you? It's like, yeah, you've got to cut down on what you drink. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Grillstock days were like that. And also, um, and again, it's, it's Grillstock London for me and you. Uh, on the Sunday night after the festival had closed, it was like what two a.m. Yeah, they have like a, they sort of had like a closing down party. Closed down party, yeah. We're all sat on these big benches, yeah. aren't we, and just just sort of drinking. And then it's, it's Paul, wasn't it? And then the name of the guy yeah. who um. So all the bars obviously, if the, if the kegs are tapped, they they're, they're no good after that. So they've got to be emptied. And I just remember Paul coming up between me and you and just sort of just gently saying, um, "The taps are back on, lads." And just you and I bolting out of our seats and running across that grass, giggling like schoolgirls, falling over because we're laughing so much, and then getting to that bar and both of us shoving our heads under the taps and pouring the beer directly into our mouths like some sort of Simpsons episode, yeah. Uh, if you go onto our Instagram and actually find the post for this p- p- podcast, I would actually put the the, the pictures of, of the pair of us with our heads underneath <laughs> the taps up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was, yeah, I mean, it's not really cheap related per se. But it was, no, lot, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, so what are yours then? Go on, international. First. International. It's, it's a hard one because Finland was amazing. Finland was wicked. Wicked. Um, Eindhoven is an absolute brilliant festival. Yeah, forever. And I, I'm, we hope to try to get the organiser of Eindhoven on it at some point. But I have to go for Albuquerque. It was wicked, wouldn't it? We, we, could, have, we could have come back with so much sauce that we would... Probably had to get a small sh- shipping container just to yeah. get it sent back over here. So mm-hmm. we were literally saying, "Those people, we can't uh, take the products off them." But it was just uh, amazing. Like the queue for it. So if you go on the Clifton Chief Club YouTube channel, there is a, a little video of our trip to uh, there is, uh, yeah. Albuquerque, um, and the queue. And they, they were queued, like, I don't think the event opened to like what was it. 10, half past 10 in the morning. Something like that, yeah. And they were queuing from about 9 o'clock in the morning. And it went, and it was a massive long queue. Yeah, I mean, us Brits can queue, but they, yeah. they queued. Because, yeah, we walked the queue, didn't we, to yeah. see how far it went. Because it went, because it was in like this big function area, wasn't yes. it? It's like suite inside this hotel, like sort of casino-style hotel. And it just went along the corridors and round the corner and then out the doors and out into the sort of, out, you know, overlooking the Sandia Mountains. And, yeah, it was incredible. And then what also amazed me that, 
like obviously my geography of America isn't particularly great, but there was people that like I think we chatted to someone and you've flown in from or driven in from from Colorado and yeah, people come from Denver. Yeah, yeah and it was yeah. like people to travel a long distance just to go go to the show, not let them trade there. Yeah, because we had met some, some some real good friends of ours now, and they live on Hawaii, and they had yeah. flown over. <laughs> Katie and Justin of High Spice. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll appear in another episode yeah. at some point. So, um, yeah, Hawaiian hot sauces is good stuff. It it was great. It was a great, um, it was a great event. I mean, it was again, it was kind of a kid in a candy store situation there yeah. because there were so many new producers to us or or producers that we knew of but we'd never actually met in person, like Mikey V at the time yeah. and, and so forth. And yeah, and because it was a bit more what you might call South. There's a slight Tex-Mex element yes. to it, which I really like. So, yeah, more in the... Like, a lot more rubs than we see yeah. at like, the more what, Northern American-style sort of um, events, which I quite like, because you and I both like Yeah, yeah. I'll rub some barbecue sauces and so forth and and whatnot. So, yeah, it was it was wonderful, wasn't it? it was, uh, and I think it's also getting to hang around with some of the, like, the big, big legends of the... Hot, hot sauce yeah. scene in America like um, John Hard or K John's yeah um, Vic Klinko who hopefully we will, we will get on cause, and talk about <laughs> the collection mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, obviously Ed, Ed Curry and, and yeah. his team but we have a basically we were part of Ed's store yeah. weren't we so the Pocketbook store which is really nice of him yeah we he um we flew our uh, banners and stuff over to him, I think. If I remember no, right. he, uh, oh, he no, got the produced for him. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember the, the, the way around. Yeah, that's right. No, you got it. That's right. Um, yeah, he got one made for us. So, yeah, and we had our own little stall and yeah. stuff on the pucker butt, which was just marvellous. Yeah, because we got to witness people taking on, um, I want to call it the squadron, or whatever he called it, the um, his 21 or 22 yeah, yeah. chili tinctures that were, you know, the first one was brutal. So, He's like, nobody can make it to the end. And I didn't see anybody make it to the end. No, no. A couple of people got to maybe like four or five before they started projectile uh, vomiting. But <laughs> yeah, it, no, it was it was a good festival. I was, I'd was i love to go back, actually. Um, I think it was, we, I mean, we did well because we had like a nice Airbnb and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And, and so the resort was good. And obviously, it's well established as well. Yeah, because well, when we went, it was being run by uh, Dave DeWitt, who already done a we, yeah, we already have podcast and his, with and his daughter. daughter. Is it Emily? Yeah. yeah. But it's now been uh, handed over to some other guy whose name eludes me. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it was still run as is. Okay, cool. Um, well, if it ain't broke, won't fix it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to get back, get back to that. It's such a Yeah, it was not a question, is it? No. no, I mean, obviously there's ones, I mean, we, we get notified or invited to festivals all over oh, yeah. I mean well, we were talking the other day about whether whether like next year we look at one in the Philippines and things like that so um, yeah you know I like I like the travel and I think, think Philippines be a nice thing to do actually yeah. so we'll, we'll probably look into that in due course and, and see what we can do um, so that's your international okay UK one I I'm going to have to go east north just because obviously what we've already said about it is yeah. and it's also the fact that even though we're not Part of the the Eastmore Castle team, uh-huh. we're actually made to feel as if we're part of that that family. Like Sarah will come and talk to yeah. us if she's having issues, and yeah, yeah, they they yeah, absolutely. So they they yeah, they've brought us into the fold, and yeah, which is very very sweet, and very kind. It is a good festival. So 
Another question. Mm-hmm. What's your What's one of your favourite moments, one of your worst moments at, at the festivals we've done? Oh, favourite. Um, got a few favourites. One of the ones that I still love to this day, and again, I think it was at Grillstock in London when we were doing the chilli eating contest, is when, um, so the rules with chilli eating contests yeah. is basically if you throw up um, at any point, then you're out. Um, and there was one guy that did throw up onto a table in what you might call a neat pile if such a thing exists when it comes to vomit. Um, and I jokingly said to him, dude, if you eat what you've just thrown up, I'll let you carry on. And he did. And he still, still lost. <laughs> yeah, so that to me, that was that was funny. That really, I mean, that was, that was a, a marvellous moment. Um, and also, again, it was not witnessed by the crowd, but it is a girl stuck in Bristol when a girl called uh, Rebecca won and because um, she didn't even want to do it if I remember correctly I think her mate wanted to do it yeah and but wouldn't do it unless Rebecca came along with her and her mate ducked out after like two or three rounds and Rebecca went on to win it so complete sort of unknown and underdog if you will and as she was leaving the stage so the next band on I think was The Darkness um, and um, she threw up all over the walkway on the stage so um it basically prevented anybody getting stuff on and off the stage until, and she threw up a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, vomit isn't necessarily a favourite memory because it's the action. Yeah, no, it's around it. I'm not, I'm not that person. So, what about you? Um, I don't know. We've got a lot. Yeah, like like uh, one of my one of the things which sticks out of me sticks out of my mind constantly, and it's actually in the Albuquerque video. Is the lad who had done the Ed Curry? I think, as we said, we, we think it called the Squadron. Yeah. And I think we do a, a quiz of it in the, in the video. Yeah. He went to a bin near the stand, and he was ill. Yeah. A couple of times. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. He was he was in pieces. It's, yeah, it's not uh, it's not so much having a favourite part. I suppose it's about like what memories stick out in your head, isn't it? It's like. Yeah, like, like I always like it. This is going to sound really horrible and mean, but when you get people who enter the chilling contests and they go, "I eat really spicy food all the time," and then like three rounds in, they've gone. Oh yeah, yeah, Mr. Bravado, or, yeah, or Mrs. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I always like those sort of. They always <laughs> stick in my mind. But then there's the bad moments, which I think one of the worst ones was up at East Nor when uh, there used to be a, there was a company which used to sell like a. A, a, a spray wasn't there which yeah, had a chili extract yeah. spray, and yeah. someone went into one of the toilets and just sprayed loads of it and yeah. it basically you just really couldn't use the toilet at all because no. it's everywhere it's a total dick move that it really was well that person subsequently got banned from the festival yes. anyway didn't they so yeah that, that was that. yeah that's a good point actually I'm trying to think actually about bad because you did ask me that um, I don't know if I've got any particular ones that were were bad per se um yeah yeah well, i mean with anything like the setup and all the stuff that we do behind the scenes to make these things work they can be a bit stressful sometimes and, yeah and and yeah you, you're scrambling around for things and uh, and whatnot but there's nothing that, that that stands out to me where i've kind of walked away from a festival and gone god i wish that didn't happen or, or whatever <laughs> so um you know there, there have been particular Organizers, I've not enjoyed working with yeah. and stuff, and where you sometimes treat like dirt and stuff. So I think you get out of quite a few events. So 
don't you? Yeah, I mean, less so these days, I think, because we, we pick and choose. Yeah. Um, you know, I think once upon a time we were kind of effectively prostituting ourselves for chili eating contests, whereas now, you know, we, we're heavily booked and we could easily be double, triple booked on weekends if, um, you know, <laughs> if we wanted to be. Um, whereas these days, I think, yeah, we're a bit more discerning about who we want to work with, who we choose to work with. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of at peace with that. But I think it took a while to get there. I yes, think, I think yeah. there were some, like in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have done. But I think also when it comes to memories, like you said, there, there were key moments, there are things like that, like I mentioned, you know, the guy like eating his vomit and stuff like that. But also there are some longer lasting memories for me because we forged some brilliant relationships. Do you know what oh, I mean? definitely. And we got some... Like we're friends with so many people in the industry now and traders and, and, and producers and um, you know in other people that have various sort of influences on the industry and, and, and that to me you know has stemmed from a lot of these chili festivals you know they, they've been great so if if somebody's listening to this and they've never been to a chili festival before what's kind of chili festival 101 what should they um, what should they expect what should they look out for what should they do so obviously each festival varies slightly differently, but um, you should always, I, I, I always say to people who are on about going to Chile Festival, go with a very open mind because yeah. because it won't necessarily be stuff that you expect to be there. Yeah. Try as much as you can, mm-hmm. um, but also make a mental note of what ones you have tried and liked because that's the worst thing is you try so many which we have yeah. and then you get to the other end of the t- other end of the row and you completely forgot which one was your, your favourite yeah or just pick it out yeah. there and buy it yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or, or do that um, and make sure you take plenty of bags <laughs> plenty yeah. plenty of bags yeah but other than that just go and enjoy yourself really this is there to be enjoyed mm. and, and, uh, have a chat with the producers as, as well. That's always really good because a lot of them are obviously know their their products. Yeah, and they will be able to. If sometimes, like if, if you ask ask about, well, what can I put this with? They will give you a list of stuff which they might use it with. So yeah. at least you then get an idea of what sort of stuff they can go with. Can you think of anything? Else? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, go go with open mind. You say. I mean, if you know loosely what you like, most good producers will be able to um, kind of steer you. So if you know, if, if your experience, for example, is of what you might call commercial chili sauces, hot sauces. So let's say Frank's or Tabasco or Encona and things like that. Um, if you can explain what you like about those, whether it's the heat level, whether it's acidity, or, or whatever the case may be, um, producers will be able to maybe just steer you in a in a direction a little bit and help you find something of what I would argue is going to likely be higher quality yeah. um, as well. So, um, yeah, and you know, because every, people think that chilli is hot. Now, you can technically get heatless chilies, um, but at the end of the day, you know, producers make a range for a reason, you know, so they, they try to cater for the mild and those that just want a little bit of a, a tingle per se, but just want a nice accomplished sauce and, and, and everything in between. So, you know, if you know the peppers you like as well, I mean, a lot of producers now are making like pepper specific sauces. So if you're one that loves a scotch bonnet or you like a cayenne or a bird's eye or whatever, you know, the chances are you'll be able to find something with that as the star of the show. I suppose that's the other thing I would also say. It's like, even though you might love the real, real super spicy stuff, just don't instantly go for it. Try all the other sauces which are, Build up to it. are, are, are on like the stores before you reach that. Because you may find that, it, like, you, you may think you want, oh, I want a sauce with a, 
a, a, a scorpion's in, but you may find that you enjoy the the Scotch bonnet one just as much as you do yeah. the, the scorpion based one. Try, try to find try to try more before you actually go or say to the producer, "What's your hottest?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so, like you say, just chat with them because yeah. um, they, they, you know, they should know their craft. Anyone that's that's worth their salt will know know what to do with their products and again I'm, I'm one of those I always suggest like challenge them a little bit as well they say oh it's really great with chicken well how yeah. because chicken are we talking breast are we talking thigh are we talking smoked for example are we talking roasted are we talking flash fried are we talking diced and minced well what you know give us some in- I, I want the full dish well it's like we, we found a sauce producer recently and it's not so much on the bottle but it's on their website and it's I think one of them actually says really good with, with chicken, but try it on on wings. It's like that's brilliant because you're saying it that's can be used yeah. on all chicken, but it works really well with, with, with wings. It's like that whole gives you a bit more an idea of what you could use it with. But yeah, I mean, I think I think chicken and fish is probably like an easy easy thing to say for people. But I mean, for me, like fish. Well, I'm sorry, fish varies massively yeah. in strength. You know, so you can get very like creamy, delicate fish, or you can get something that's really quite oily and full on and you know, so which fish are we talking about exactly. here? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, if you haven't been to a chili festival before, um, there are plenty in the UK. Um, so <laughs> And America. And America as well. Well, and yeah, I mean, there are more appearing in Europe yeah, yeah. than... Um, you know, so no matter where you are in the world, do seek them out and and, and you know give it a go because a lot of them are either free or quite well priced. Um, sort of just depending on where. You know, I know Eastnor that we've we've been talking about is is a paid event, but it's well worth the money in my opinion. Or if if you can't find any yourself by uh, by googling them, maybe try to find a, a local source producer or something, and then look on their website because sometimes they'll have events with Sarah attending as well on yeah. their website and at least you have some idea of, of of what's on yeah absolutely well I think Nick um, we're chatting about festivals we actually need to pack the car and go to one <laughs> yeah. quite genuinely so what, what I will say is obviously our chili eating contests are on the Clifton Chili Club YouTube website mm-hmm. uh, so you can always go over there and watch them but please do subscribe on that also subscribe to this podcast so you can listen to previous episodes and anything new which is coming out other than that as always, Jay, it's been a bit brilliant to talk to you. Yeah, you too, dude. And we'll have another podcast it soon. Cheers, Cheers. If you'd like to learn more about the wonderful world of chilies, then don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram or YouTube under Clifton Chili Club.